Hello, I'm Matthew McNutt, and you found my podcast, Kinda Interesting, Thoughts on Youth Ministry. I want to talk today a little bit about what it means to pursue change uh, and some of the ways that I've found help make that process a little bit easier to navigate. Because here's the thing. There's a lot of dangers in doing change. There's dangers of doing too much, too fast, of being too insensitive with uh, the emotions of some of the people that are being affected by the change. I think there's critical questions we need to always be asking ourselves before we uh, embark on any kind of change. And, and this can be a small change or a big change, right? Because uh, whatever you do, it's big to someone, even if it's not to you. And so I think, you know, some of those immediate questions are, is it worth it? What's the benefits? What, what are the liabilities? Another way to put that is what is gained by making this change and what is lost? Because there's always something lost. Even if you're killing off the most ineffective program, it means something to someone. It's meeting some need, even if it's a very small need. And so asking yourself these questions, thinking through every possible avenue of, of what's gained, what's lost, helps you deal with the questions that you will inevitably face as you prepare for this change. And, and the last thing you ever want to do is to just jump into a change without thinking through all of these different questions, without processing through, without being prepared, because what you don't want to do is be caught off guard when someone else asks the question that you haven't thought of. And in that moment, you can look unprepared or ill-prepared, uh, that you haven't thought it through, that you haven't considered all of the ramifications. So all that to say, uh, I have five things that kind of come to mind for me when I consider pursuing change in ministry in general. Uh, this would apply to any area of the church, not just student ministry, but for me has really played out over the last 20 years of doing student ministry. The first, the first thing, the number one thing, and, and I hear this all the time, and all the time I see people uh, ignore this rule or be too impatient for this rule and, and really have it come bite them in the butt. Uh, and that is, don't do major change in your first year in a new ministry, which can seem so challenging at times. Right. Because you're, you're like, I'm here. They may have even said in the interview process, we want you here to make change. But the reality is uh, when you are new at a place, you don't have the chips in the bank. You don't have the history, the, the trust earned to pursue difficult change. In fact, not only that, I would even suggest you don't have enough familiarity with the context and the culture of the church to fully even understand the ramifications of the change you might be pursuing. I think the most important thing to remind yourself of during that first year of ministry uh, in a new uh, organization is that even though there may be things that you want to change and that you think are so critical and so important, uh, the reality is even when you're still trying to do things the way they've been done, it is already a significant change. There is no way that you are doing things the same as your predecessor. So already people are uh, feeling the change. People are feeling the, the loss of some of the traditions or some of the styles of the previous leader being gone. 
and wrapping their minds around some of the new things about you. And yes, they're excited to hire you. They're excited to bring you on in this volunteer role or paid role or whatever it is. But there's still a getting used to each other. There's a building trust. There's building history. And honestly, your first year, you want to really be assessing and taking consideration of things and, and evaluating and getting a real feel for what's going on anyways and not rushing to make a change that six months, 12 months, two years later, you go, oh man, uh, actually I, I see now it would have been better to leave that the way it was or to go in a different direction, which kind of gets me to my second point, right? That, that you don't want to make change in your first year because you're already the change. Uh, the second thing is make a list, prioritize it. Because here's the deal. If hopefully your approach to your ministry position is that you're in it for the long haul. Uh, when I came on at my current church, I've been here for 13 years now. Uh, I remember thinking to myself in that first year, I was replacing someone that had been here for a dozen years. He had replaced someone that had been here for a decade. And I remember thinking to myself, I want to uh, continue that legacy. I want to be a long-termer here in this position, in this church. And I remember thinking very pointedly, I don't need to rush changes. I can take a handful of years or however long to see this gradually mold into something that reflects more of my style and approach. And so my first year on staff, I literally was making a list. There were significant changes I wanted to make uh, to win and how our small group program happened. Uh, there were significant changes I wanted to make to how we did mission trips. There were changes I wanted to make to how we handled student leaders, how we handled service part. There was a, a number of areas that I was like, you know, I think we could tweak this in this way or, or make that change. And I really didn't do any of it my first year. My first year, I just focused on building relationships, building trust, building confidence in people that I actually knew <laughs> What I was talking about that I didn't I hadn't just crafted a good looking resume, but I actually had some stuff to back it up. And then when I made the that list and prioritized it, I remember one of the very first the, the top of the list priority for me was some of the changes that needed to happen to our student small group program. And so after a year, we went into that change and I sat on the mission trip changes for another year. I sat on the other th that I was kind of coming at it as I really want to make a major change about once a year, maybe six months. But but that I wanted to pace myself that we would make a change, go through that process, build some trust. And then on top of that, see it win before I approach another change. So I made a list. I prioritize it. It's worth taking the time. The, the third kind of big key to that was then talking through this potential change with a few stakeholders, a few people that can really help set the tone of how others are going to respond, right? That, that some of the people that have already bought in, that have high trust or already that you know are going to support and be vocal supporters, you want to help sell them first so that when you bring this to the larger group, you already have some people in the room that are nodding and going, yeah, no, this is the way to go. Like they've already understood the vision and the direction and the purpose behind it. And so you've kind of helped help plant some seeds so that when you come to that moment that you're, you're going wider with it, you have the support of others. You have other people chiming in and going, oh my word, yeah, and if we did this, then we could also have this happen and this benefit and this win. 
So talking through the change with a few stakeholders, people that help set the tone. Then you want to cast the vision. The fourth thing is casting the vision to the larger group. You know, in my context, that's to the kids, to the youth leaders, to the parents, and and really kind of setting the tone of, of like, I'm not just changing to change something, right? Like this isn't just happening because I want it to be different or I don't like doing this or that, that there really needs to be some inherent uh, reasons and vision and direction behind it, that you want something that's motivated by a purpose that people can understand that even if they're not excited about the change, they okay, I, I see where I at least see that he has a reason behind it, that she has a, a purpose behind what she's doing. And so you want to cast the vision, but in, in, in casting the vision, you want to anticipate the questions or worries people might have. That if you can address them before they even bring it up, you look like you've thought this through, that you've considered the options that, that you know, hopefully by now you're picking up on that, that any kind of significant change is not a, Hey, I had an idea and you're telling people about it and in implementing it within a couple days like these major changes are usually month-long processes that usually i'm thinking through you know that there's two times of the year that are really great for change january and september kind of when you're starting the school year when you're starting the new year people are anticipating differences then and so if i'm going to make a major change at one of those two times this process right that i'm talking to stakeholders half a year ahead of time, four or five, six months ahead of time, that, that three or four months out, I'm starting to go, hey, here's where we're going to go. Within a couple months is when I really get loud about it. So by the time it happens, people have had some time to digest and process it. And when people have questions, you know, I, I don't be defensive. Where you've had hours or days or weeks or even months to consider and process something and get to a point of confidence, they've had minutes or moments. And so, you know, let them ask their questions. Somebody might even feel defensive at first. It's because they have a history. Something about what you're changing has meant something to them and you're taking it away. There's a loss to that. So being patient and knowing that realistically, you know, 20% of the people are just going to immediately be like, yes, let's do it. And there's about 60% of the people that are going to need to sleep on it. They're going to need a few days. They're going to need a week or two to come around and then they're going to buy in. And then you got that last 20% or so that are just so afraid of change, so reluctant for change, or they love what was so much that they're very resistant. And it might take some time even into the change before they fully accept and buy into it. And then next thing you know, a year later, if you were to suggest going back, uh, they would be just as frustrated and overwhelmed at that thought. The final thought, the, the fifth thing for me, and, and it's really key who you share this with, is be open to going back, right? That I've always characterized uh, whenever I've launched anything, whenever I've done anything, when I'm selling my leaders and my staff on it, the behind the scenes group, when I'm talking to them, I, the words I often use are, I want to try something. I want to see if this works. I believe it will. I think it will. Here's my plan. Give me three months. Give me six months. You know, when we made a significant change uh, to our student small groups program, one of those, one of those changes was going from Sunday night 
to Wednesday night. I wanted our student ministry to be interacting every few days instead of having everything on the weekend because we, we do a large program Sunday mornings. Uh, I inherited a small group program happening Sunday night and then special events were Friday or Saturday. It was a very full weekend and nothing during the week. And everyone agreed we needed change, but people were very nervous. Like what night is that magic night that's going to work? And so behind the scenes, I told my leaders, look, I believe Wednesday is going to work. And I need you to commit to giving this a try with me for a semester. We were going to do it for the fall. And I said, it's critical that you don't tell the kids that we're trying this. Like they need to believe kids, the parents, they need to believe this is what we're doing. But man, I tell you what, if, if, if attendance drops, if, if this if nobody comes, if this kills the small groups program, I am not so married to this idea that I will die on this hill that, you know, I told him, look, we're going to launch it in September by mid October. We're going to debrief it. And man, if we roll around to Christmas and this thing is not working, we will go back to J Sunday nights, January 1st. So fast you won't know what hit you. Right. Like that. There's an openness behind the scenes to my leaders whenever we're trying something it's like hey i want to try this if it works that's amazing if it doesn't we'll go back to what we're doing we'll go back to what we know we'll adjust we'll modify we'll debrief we'll tweak you know whatever that looks like we'll do that and and then i part of my expectation with them is going all in doesn't mean we're necessarily giving everyone the insight that we've got a way out plan Right. But it is a reassurance for leaders that are nervous about change that, man, this leader is not so committed, so fired up, so passionate that his way is the way that her way is what's going to do it, that they that the leader understands, hey, man, this might work and it might not. And if it doesn't, here's here's I'm willing to adjust. I'm willing to back down. I'm willing to go back. Now, what that means uh, in reality the, the 13 years here, the 20 years uh, of being in student ministry is that most of the time the change works. Most of the time we take the risk, we try stuff out and it goes great. But giving some of those reassurances, taking steps, being intentional means I've had volunteer teams and staff that are much more willing to take the risk with me because they know we've thought it through. They know I'm not willing to die on the hill. They know there's a way to adjust, to modify, to give feedback, to tweak it. And the end result has been, yeah, there's been a few times where we've gone back on things and then like this did not work. But we've all grown as a team because of it. So there you go. There's kind of my big five thoughts on uh, pursuing change. Not your first year, making a list and prioritizing it talking through the change with a few stakeholders, casting the vision and anticipating the worries, and then finally being willing to go back or to adjust or to evaluate. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Let me know what you think. Until next time, thanks for listening.